0: So, please sit comfortably. <laughs> um, I'm not uh, feeling very well this evening. I <laughs> so have a cold, and but <clears throat> put forth this effort to give these uh, precepts. It's an important event, and uh, it's always inspiring to see people. Willing to live by these precepts, because uh, it's going against the whole uh, tendency of modern life uh, uh, to put yourself in a restricted form like this. And um, but it's also very important to see the the value of. Uh, taking responsibility for one's life and how one lives it. So this, the precepts, of course, the three refuges, this uh, sense of uh, respecting the, the Buddha and uh the uh, salutary chant in the beginning, and then the three refuges. So these are the, these are the uh, this is the formula that we use in this tradition starting with Buddha as a refuge. And you've heard me give many reflections on this, Buddha Dhamma Sangha. And so ask yourself, what is a real refuge? You know, and always uh, ask yourself here and now, not to speculate about possible refuges or analyze, or think about it, but it's more looking and observing, considering at this moment, Pachubana dhamma, the reality of now, So always to uh, center yourself in the present, no matter what's happening to you. <clears throat> and this is one way of doing it. So Bhutang Sarnangachami is uh, taking refuge in mindfulness now, in awareness, in wisdom now, which is not some kind of abstract, mystical, esoteric force in the universe, but it's your... Ability to pay attention here and now, to open yourself to the present moment. And as you begin to appreciate that, then, of course, then you see it is the refuge. No matter what, how can you, you know, predict how your life is going to go, how much physical health or sickness or good fortune or bad fortune, uh, changing conditions, so many uncertain, unpredictable possibilities for all of us in a human lifetime. And so this, uh, in, um, the Buddha emphasized this mindfulness as the way to be free from ignorance, delusion, and be free from suffering. So this Bhutang Sronangachami, uh, I encourage you to develop it as a, as a way to remind yourself. Uh, I've done this over the years, so this is a very powerful reflection for me, every time I, I like when I just gave you the Three refuges, the and Surnanggacami, that automatically puts me into this silent, stillness, reflective Bhutto position of awareness. There, of course, the suffering ends and and the, you begin to respect that and and uh, inclined towards it. And then the Buddha, Tamang Srinangachami is a refuge in the Dhamma or in reality, here and now, the way it is, not refuges in ideals or views and opinions, but in uh, the way it is, the con- changing conditions uh, of samsara, the body, the, the uh, feelings, perceptions, conceptions, consciousness that arises through sensory contact, all that is changing, impermanent, anicca-dukkhanata, but that which is aware is the bhutto, aware of Dhamma. So that's the deathless, the nibbana. that's the reality, that's the truth of the way it is, where the changing conditions, we create illusions around them, so that we, we identify, we love, hate, like, dislike, the, the quality or the conditions that we're experiencing. But our refuge isn't in our own personal, uh, tendencies, but in this awareness of reality. And then, uh, Sankang being aware, being, being the one who practices the human being, Anagārika, and practising Dhamma Supatipano, Uju Patipano, patipanno, Samiji Patipano, so in sight, looking into, investigating, observing, practicing in the right way. Now these are not reaffirming, you know, if they're seeing in this way, then it's not they're not about you as a person as a individual personality or anything it 's not it 's not about judging or criticizing or clinging to anything but reminding reflecting opening paying attention so that the more you inform yourself of this and incline towards this then of course you you you'll find your you're to reality, and that is a stronger force than the conditions that you, that we tend to, uh, create problems around love, hate, like, and dislike. So then the precepts are agreements about behavior, and, uh, so it's, these are like moral precepts or renunciate precepts. Like we morally we refrain from intentionally taking the life of other creatures, and the refra- and we intention not to take anything that is doesn't belong to us or misuse property or be heedless around the the material world uh, you know, especially living. In communities, the property of others, property of the monastery, uh, respecting uh, that which is around you and so not intentionally taking something that's not been offered or given to you. Then third is a refrain a brahmacharya, which is refraining from intentional uh, sexual activities. So this is a uh, we have the sexual nature, the bodies, and the sense realm that we live in is all about sensitivity and sexuality, so it's a powerful energy that we all have to deal with. But our relationship to it, to it is through awareness and understanding through wisdom rather than through uh, just suppressing it, trying to seeing it in terms of maybe cultural attitudes or or fears or ideals, uh, opinions and views that we've acquired. So the brahmacharya life, this is a brahmacharya community, celibate community. So it's not about uh, some kind of moral condemnation of sexuality but this is a way of understanding this, this energy, the, the nature of these bodies in which we can refrain from acting in any intentional way on those kind of impulses or energies. And then the fourth is about speech. Mutsawada, refrain from uh, improper speech, telling lies or even refining speech as a, as an anagarika, see how, you know, to, not to use, uh, curse words or using speech for just uh, carelessly chit-chat, uh, gossip, uh, insulting people, making fun of others, and all this. So it's about being responsible for what we say. And then the, the fifth is about refraining from uh, seeking addictive drugs and drink. Uh, which may which cause heedlessness, and then the the rest are more renunciate precepts. Like Brahmacharya is a renunciate precept, um, and the pochana uh, is about not eating a uh, food uh, in the afternoon. So this is a way of of renouncing the, the tendency to to spend your time munching on biscuits and seeking food as a refuge in monastic life. And then the other is, uh, the next one is about uh, going to parties, dancing, singing, playing games, entertainments, dressing up and all the rest. Uh, There's nothing immoral about any of that but it's uh, refraining from seeking distractive activities that are part of a worldly life in order to uh, cultivate this path this way of mindfulness, and then the 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 last one is refraining from is it says sleeping on high uh, luxurious beds so this this I generally interpret this as refraining from spending your time uh, sleeping so this uh, eight precepts is a uh you know is a way of uh, reflecting on the very way you know human human uh human tendencies for distraction uh because in monastic life in community life meditation it gets very boring uh we can develop uh you know all kinds of of uh, ways to want to distract and indulge and and uh, and uh when we get upset to distract ourselves with eating food or smoking cigarettes or going to shows or whatever, but instead we the encouragement is to look and observe, to be aware of our discontentment, dissatisfaction, restlessness, uh, boredom, doubts, and all the rest of these mental states that arise. In uh, lay life, there's much more opportunity to distract oneself. Mm. So it's, uh, you know, we've got, uh we can eat any anytime we want and watch television. There's uh, so many things that one, you know, with the internet, computers, all these kind of uh, marvelous uh, machines that we have now. It's easy to just spend Uh, a lifetime distracting oneself, but the monastic training is to open oneself and to learn from our own sense of frustration, anxiety, worry, fear, boredom, doubt, resentment, lust, confusion, and all the rest, that part of any human individual's emotional tendencies. So because of your refuge in Buddha, Dhamma, Thangka, then this attitude of now you're in a form that encourages you to awaken, observe, investigate reality, investigate to no know Dhamma, rather than just reinforce the delusions that we've acquired through not knowing Dhamma and being conditioned through cultural conditioning and, and uh, delusions that we pick up after birth from our parents from our society so it is a I think it is a very wonderful opportunity uh, available that you're willing to commit yourself to and uh, but it isn't the about trying to convert you to Buddhism or institutionalize you into monastics, but it's a, it's a merely a convention in itself to be used for awareness, for investigation. So the conventions that we live with are, you know, they're, they're to be like the Theravada Buddhist, uh, Conventions that we have, Thai forest tradition—all well, these are are not for kind of blind allegiance and just to to um, make us into some ideal monk or nun. But they're they're here for limitation, for boundary, and for observing. Uh, when we can't get what we want, when we we, uh, because we have a lot of frustration wherever one is, and I can't always get what we want, or we don't want things to be the way they are, or we, these are common human forms of suffering, especially in affluent societies such as this one. People suffer a lot, not because of poverty, but because of not getting what they want, or want, not wanting what they have. So that this particular monastic style is uh, is to, to make that conscious, to be aware of the suffering you create out of out of one's discontentment, wanting, not wanting things to be the way they are, wanting something that you don't have yet. And so this uh, Bhutto tamo, the Buddha refuge in Buddha Dhamma sangha's ability that we have with these very skillful tools, the teachings of the Lord Buddha, the Four Noble Truths, way of investigating the causes of dukkha and the cessation of it. Also, I encourage you to, to make your goal liberation Uh, you know, so that you at this point, whether you feel you can you know, how you see yourself at this moment you know uh, the ability or lack of ability or aspiration or doubt or whatever state of mind you're in uh, I encourage you to determine you know, in your mind to a complete liberation from delusion uh, so that this is your goal for this life, There's nothing. this is what it's all about. All of us share the same aspiration, the same intention for complete liberation from delusion. And so this uh, I like to use as, you know, done in a not when one is particularly inspired, but from a point of kind of cool uh, intellectual uh, ability we have you're not here to become anything or attain or achieve or or whatever you're here for complete freedom from suffering and delusion ignorance and so this this is this is the aim of the holy life this is its essence and this is the purpose of this convention. It's not for for uh, reaffirming yourself, judging yourself, uh, improving yourself, or you know, trying to, or any way that is not meant to be an identity or on the ego level. It's merely a skillful means <clears throat> to reflect from. So I welcome you both.